Kreusor, welcome to Recovery Now Radio, which is brought to you in conjunction with Adveriad Recovery and Living Room Cardiff. Adveriad Recovery is a registered charity offering special support to those with co-occurring substance misuse and mental health conditions. Living Room Cardiff provides ongoing support and aftercare as a community-based recovery centre that has an all-addictions approach, including gambling, alcohol, drugs, both prescribed and illicit, sex, eating disorders, gaming, etc., or any other harmful behaviour. We welcome anyone who needs confidential support in taking those first important steps towards change and recovery. Family members and friends are also catered for. For further details, please see the Adveriad Recovery website, www.adveriad.org.uk and www.livingroom-cardiff.com. Diochen Thank you so much. You can get it if you really want. You can get it if you really want. You can get it if you really want. But you must try, try and try, try and try. You'll succeed at last. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to Recovery Now Radio. Persecution, you must fear. You've got to get your share Got your mind set on a dream Let's recover together My name is Julie and our guest today is Lisa. Rome was not built in a day. Opposition will come your way. But the hotter the battle you see, it's the sweeter the victory now. You can get it if you really want. So hi Lisa, welcome to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. Um, you've kindly offered to come in today to talk a little bit about your addiction and your recovery so um welcome how are you oh good morning thank you for having me i'm yeah i'm great today looking forward to doing this oh that's good so um i've been looking at your playlist lisa um i have to say it's a very eclectic selection of records that you've got there which is really exciting so i think we'll start off probably with the first track if that's all right with you so your first track that you've chosen today is Price Tag by Jessie J. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that song and what it means to you, first of all? Yeah, certainly. Well, it's definitely related, I think, to my uh, gambling addiction and recovery. Um, and I think Jessie J says it perfectly. It's not about the money. <laughs> and uh, it's a, that's something that I've learned in recovery. It's not about the money and uh, the materialistic thing. So, yeah, I think it was a perfectly apt song to start off. That's brilliant. Thanks, Lisa.
so we fight and sacrifice every, every night. So we ain't gonna stumble and fall, never. No. Waiting to see us in the sign of defeat, uh-uh. So we gon' keep everyone moving their feet. So bring back the beat, and then everyone sings. It's not about the money. So you're listening to Recovery Now Radio, Let's Recover Together, uh, brought to you from The Living Room and Adveriad. So Lisa, um, would you like to start, first of all, by explaining a little bit about your addiction and how you got into recovery? So if we, we start off with that. Yeah, certainly. Well, um, obviously, my addiction didn't start out as an addiction. Um, I think I was introduced to gambling from a very young age, just from a, it was a treat day on a Sunday. If we'd done our bedrooms, my dad would take us to Penarth and he'd take us to the little Penny Arcade. And that was our Sunday treat, which we absolutely loved. And yeah, also from a very young age, my mum and dad always went to bingo. And I can remember Nan used to babysit for us. And when I got to be of age, then I used to go to bingo with mum and dad on the Sunday. And it was a it was a family thing. It wasn't something that I'd necessarily fall apart if we didn't go on a Sunday. It was it was enjoyable. Yeah. And then they they there came a point in my life where I realized that it wasn't enjoyable anymore. And it was an addiction. And I think for a long time, even before I came to Living Room, I was fully aware that I had an addiction. But I just didn't know how to go about um, getting help. I wasn't brave enough to go to Gamblers Anonymous. I did try help getting help online, but it just it it wasn't really really enough. I wasn't educated in addiction to know exactly what type of help that I needed. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it's like often with these addictions, it all starts off as you know, being a fun thing, doesn't it? You know, like you say, with your family and, and enjoyment and having a good time, that's how it all starts off. And uh, certainly, you know, for us, it doesn't end that way, does it? So, yeah. So I think we'll stop there for a second and we'll listen to your second piece of music, which again is another cracker, Lisa. You've chosen um, Titanium by David Guter, is it? David Guetta and Sia. Guetta, yeah, yeah. So um, that's a great song. So um, what made you choose that particular track? This is me. This song depicts me and all the hardships that I've sort of faced in life. This is my song telling the world, you won't knock me down. I'm titanium. That's brilliant. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah. 
That was Titanium by David Gutter. Um, you're listening to Recovery Now Radio, Let's Recover Together, coming from the living room and a very ad. Um, so Lisa, we were all having a bit of a bop there and a sing-along, that was good. <laughs> so you just mentioned earlier on about your addiction and, and you know, the, 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 the start of how it all, all began. And um, you were men- mentioning sort of family time and and with your parents so would you like to tell us a little bit about your early life and growing up yeah sure I had a fantastic childhood growing up um I've got very good supportive parents very loving parents uh I'm very fortunate that my parents have been married 49 years this year um we we never had everything but we never went without as children. Um, my dad, very hardworking man, he'd be up at the crack of dawn um, and he wouldn't get home till gone tea time. And my mum as well, as well as looking after us three girls, she'd also go out cleaning uh, in between my dad. So yeah, I, I, I would say that I had a great, great, great childhood. And of course, I was a child of the 80s as well best year ever <laughs> I'll say yeah and you you got two sisters you said yeah I have yes I'm the eldest and then I've got Claire who's 15 months younger than me god knows I'm a mum coat back then and then I've got my youngest sister uh, Nicola who's five years younger than me um, we all live in very close proximity and as a child growing up that was our family background so my auntie would be just up the road my nan would be just down the road and then my other auntie would be just around the corner so we we've always had a very close-knit family growing up and that's continued for, for us for us girls so yeah we're kind of in a circle around my mum and dad oh that's really nice isn't it that you've got that good family support going on there yeah I'm sure that was sort of quite valuable to you when you were having quite a tough time Yes, my, my parents, I, I wouldn't know what I would have done without them, especially my dad. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, I think though that was the old way then, wasn't it? You know, families did stick very close together. And sadly, I think now, you know, people move away and because of jobs and stuff. And we find ourselves a little bit more isolated sometimes, don't we now? So, yeah, yeah I, I found as well with uh, my my family, when the matriarch of the family dies, usually the grandparents, then sometimes the other siblings just tend to drift off. Mm. But on my dad's side, that hasn't happened. Mm. And when my nan passed away, um, we still all stayed together as a family. And we don't see each other all the time, but we try to meet up at least twice, three times a year. And we have a lovely big get together. and We, we have so much fun. Yeah. It's really lovely. 
yeah knowing that you're there for each other yeah 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 okay so um so we'll play your third track now i think um so this is quite a change from the other two pieces of music that we've just heard um would you like to tell us a little bit about this you've chosen living on a prayer by bon jovi bit of an anthem there I absolutely love this song. This song always gets me up on the dance floor. And for those of you that don't know me, of course, Bon Jovi is my other half. So I thought it was only fair and right to uh, include him in this radio today. Brilliant. OK, so we'll listen to Bon Jovi and Living in a Prayer. Yeah. That was a great song that was bon jovi and living on a prayer so that really reinforced everything that you've just said about having each other and you know holding on to what we've got that's that was a great track and we were certainly all singing along to that one as well so um yeah so we're moving on a little bit now um lisa so you've talked about your family a little bit when did you sort of realized that you had a problem with gambling when did that first come across to you 
Okay, so when I was married, my then husband has an affair. And although I don't blame him for my actions, um, he has an affair and it hurt me deeply. And what turns out to be an enjoyment game of bingo was a complete impulse game um, just to block out what was going on. And I just noticed then that so I didn't have to face all the hurt and the reality I just completely lose myself in bingo and it just became it became an addiction then but in my head the addiction was telling me that it was a job because I was kept I I suffered um domestic abuse financial domestic abuse so I didn't have any money and whatever money I did have I'd use to gamble to try and get more money I thought oh god this is job I'm doing it I'm really good at this I'm really clever at this but of course, it was it was an addiction, and I think in it what it wasn't until um, my last relationship breakdown that I just I I completely devoted myself one hundred percent to my addiction. It it was my everything. Yeah, I suppose it's escaping like your feelings again, isn't it? You know, looking for something to replace how we're yeah. And gambling was always there for me when I needed it, you know, and it, mm. it would uh, it would give me great joy and give me all these rewards. And then it'd take it back and I'd feel a mm. bit sad, but then it'd give it back again. And it was like a it was like a tug of war, really, mm. um, until the point came where all the waking hours that I was awake, I was gambling. And I was, I would say, like a functioning gambling addict. So I, I'd still do all the household chores and as far as I knew I'd be there for the children you know obviously I wasn't there 100% because all my attention was going on my addiction Mm. and it's that feeling I suppose that we we're in control aren't we to to a level that we we think we're in control oh yeah I used to Mm. talk to my addiction and I used to say I've got this I mean Mm. I'm in control whereas I, I I well I was never in control it completely had me gripped but I don't know, it just happens in the sneakiest of ways. It'll creep up on us. And it, before we recognize this in addiction, we're already hooked. Mm-hmm. It's too late then, you know. Mm. And then we start on that road of isolation, don't we? And, and I think gambling is particularly isolating, isn't it? You know, you can play it on your own, in your bedroom. Very you, don't much. Have to, you don't have to go out and meet people. It's online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. much. But, um, you know, it, it's what can I say? It's a, it's a bit of a hidden addiction. Mm. Not everyone would look at me and know that I was a gambling addict is just finding the courage to speak out and, you know, get help. Yeah. Yeah. OK, well, we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. So we'll, we'll have um, your next track, Lisa. You've chosen, again, a complete change of mood. So you've gone for Reach by S Club 7, which again, I love. I'm sure we'll all be dancing away again in a minute. So why did you choose this song, Lisa? I've chosen this one for all my friends in the LR in recovery and anybody else out there that's seeking just reach, just reach, just reach out. And this song again, it gets me on the dance floor every time. Oh, that's a great message. Yeah, lovely.
Well, that was Reach by S47. That was another amazing track. I wish this was on video because <laughs> we were all dancing there, even Greg. <laughs> so that's a good first. <laughs> so now we're listening to um, Recovery Now Radio brought to us by um, The Living Room and Adveriad. We're talking to Lisa today about her addiction um, from a from gambling and also about her journey in recovery. Um, I'm Julie, so we'll move on. Yeah, so we were talking about your addiction, Lisa, and and I think everybody understands about the financial aspect of a gambling addiction, but obviously there's a lot more involved in the addiction itself, isn't there? So would you like to talk a a bit more about other effects from from your gambling that had an effect on you and your family? Uh, Yeah, certainly. So yes, the financial aspect is definitely there, but I mean... You, you don't even comprehend that when you're in addiction. I feel as though I lost out on so much. Because I, you know, when I think back, there's certain things that I can remember, obviously, with the, with the, with the children growing up. But now I'm a present mum. That's what I call myself because I'm present. I'm with it, you know. Yeah. I just look back and I think, oh, what was I present? Did I meet my children's needs? I mean, they they have told me, they've been honest and open. They've said to me, yeah, mum, you did. You really did meet all our needs. But personally, from my perspective, I don't think that I did because I was just giving 100% to my addiction. So if you're giving 100% to something, then you're obviously not giving your full 100% to, yeah, to other things. I lost myself. I lost myself. I didn't feel worthy of anything or anyone. Uh, I... I felt very guilty of what I was doing because, of course, it was all done in secret. I always treated the kids to stuff. I would shower the kids with whatever um, and always go without. And for a very, very long time, even now, I struggle with treating myself because it's this whole thing of you've got to accept, you know, it's acceptance. Well, yeah, I, I am worth this. But I mean, I'll do it now. If the say, for instance, if the kids need um, a pair of trainers and they're thirty, forty pounds, I'll get them. I wouldn't dream of spending that amount on myself. I'll go to a charity shop. And really, I need to. I'm. I am learning slowly to get my head around that. But I. I mean, I financially now I've cleared all my debt. You know, money is still a scary thing for me. You know, I, I make sure all the bills are paid. There's food in the cupboard. I haven't got any money, money worries anymore, but I do worry about having money, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just it's just something that I always I work at it every day. It's something that I have to work every day on my recovery to stay sober. Yeah. But like, like, <laughs> like the first song, we, you know, we played with Jesse J. Price tag. It's not about the money. We all need money to live. You know, we've got, we've got, we need money. We've got to pay the bills. And it's just, yeah, focusing on that. And when, when the time comes and I need something that I don't have to go for charity shop, I am worth a pair of 30 pound trainers. It's like any addiction really, isn't it? It, it takes away everything from us, you know, our self-worth and, you know, I can really identify with what you've just said there, Lisa, for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm get, I'm getting it back now. I know I'm worth it. Mm. I just got to keep telling myself that. I can say it now over radio, but I've got to really, really start listening to it to myself. Yeah, well, you're definitely worth it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, so I think we'll listen to another piece of music now, Lisa. So we're going to choose um, your next track, which is It Keeps Raining by Bitty McLean. I'd, I hadn't heard this track before. Um, I listened to it yesterday. It's got a nice reggae beat. It's really uplifting again. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll listen to that. And perhaps would you just like to say a little bit about why you chose this piece of music? Yes, I will. This song's really special. My eldest son, Anthony, when he was a baby, uh, I used to rock him in my arms to sleep to this song. So I associate this with, yeah, my love for my son. Oh, it's lovely. Okay. Thank you. It's raining, it's raining. 
you're listening to recovery now radio let's recover together brought to you from the living room and at Veriad. Uh, we're talking to lisa today so lisa we were just talking about some of the consequences of your gambling was there a particular crisis that brought you into recovery uh, yes there was i i living room found me before i found living room and it was actually before the crisis um, I was attending living room with my daughter and she was getting uh, help and therapy and I got to learn a little bit more about the living room and what they do and the, I think the pivotal time for me where I knew that I couldn't do it on my own anymore was that I, I, I'd gone 10 months sober doing it on my own and I had to relapse and it was a very very big relapse and in two months I got an even, I was in an even worse place if that was possible. Mm. Um, and I can remember I had to renew my mortgage and the mortgage company wanted to see bank statements and I completely broke down and I was absolutely mortified because I thought they see my bank statements now they're going to see all these gambling transactions there's no way they're going to give me a new mortgage product I could lose my house so it was that serious and that's when I put myself into full recovery with the living room. And yeah, with the help of Dee and many, many other uh, people, I'm four years sober this year. That's brilliant. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But the responsibility and, and being a single mum, that must have been huge, Lisa. Uh, I can't, can't imagine. 
absolutely because i mean the children they they depend on me to be mm. well both mum and dad you know it's a, it's a joint role for me and i i've always done everything for the children in my life i i live for the children they they're everything to me and i knew then especially with the house okay this this is this has got to stop i i'm 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 unwell i knew i was ill you know, I, I was ill and I needed proper intervention and, and, and proper help. And yeah, uh, what can I say? Just I, I, I'm, I'm so grateful every day that mm. um, for the for the living room and for my recovery. Yeah, for sure. And and I think as well, like gambling addiction is people don't see it, do they? You know, like mm. something like alcohol and drugs maybe even overeating you know people can see physically see a change in people whereas something like a gambling addiction it's it is so secret isn't it you know that that people don't don't see that physical change in somebody you know people think yeah. that you're probably okay and you're all right and if you know if if there's anyone out there listening that does have a gambling addiction I, I would just really like to say if you do really want to get help then please just get in touch with the living room because I think what I've learned as well on my recovery is it really doesn't matter what your addiction is we all go through the same the same feelings the same emotions the same struggles and with with the right help and just putting 100% work in into it you can have a gamble free or you can have an addiction free life it's there if you want it but yeah, I, I I would say to to anybody out there struggling, then just just please reach out and get the help. Yeah, that's a great message, Lisa. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So we'll have your next piece of music now, which is uh, she's royal again. I hadn't heard this record. She's royal by Ta- Taros Riley. Yep, that's correct. Um, yeah. So we'll listen to that. Why why did you choose that particular piece? For, I, for listening to i love i adore all music but i really love reggae this one is makes me feel good makes me think of the summer and yeah just nice times happy, happy times. times fab yeah. thanks lisa no i never been someone shy until i seen the rise still i had to try yeah Oh yes, let me get my words right and then approach her Woman, I'll treat you like a man is supposed to You'll never have to cry, no I know everyone can relate To when they find a special someone And she's royal, yeah, so royal
yeah. I know many men are trying, but she needs to be more than wine and dine because she's royal, yeah, so royal, and I want her in my life. I never know anyone so divine. The way she moves to her own beat, she has the qualities of a queen, so supreme, ooh, ooh, but the natural beauty, no need no makeup to be a cutie, she's a queen, so supreme, yeah, and when they ask what a good woman's made of, she's not afraid and ashamed of who she is, she's royal, That was She's Royal by Taris Riley. Um, great reggae song. Amazing. Love that. Yeah. Lisa, you've, well, you didn't find the living room for yourself. Um, the living room found you, which I love. I love that. So you started in recovery. So can you tell us what began to change for you as you started to get well? Well, I, I've got to say, before I got well, um, it, it was a tough road. Recovery mm. isn't easy. I went through, um, I think, a lot of turmoil, uh, mental health-wise, physical health-wise, because I was actually living and facing things rather than shying away. And I really don't know how it happened. I think it was very subtle, little changes, um, and then starting to realise that when big things were happening, even though they were overwhelming me, I, I thought, oh well, actually, I, I've, I've coped with that and I've got through it. You know, and there was a balance in my life. And slowly the good and the bad was sort of, they were balancing out. And now when bad stuff comes along, it doesn't overwhelm me like it did before. Mm. I'm much more present. I've got to keep telling myself this too shall pass because uh, a very dear friend, Mary, always says to me, this too shall pass. And she's right. You know, things do pass. And I, I just think recovery, I found, I've actually found myself, which I don't think I've ever met this version of me before. I, I've, I've found myself and I like me. I do, I do, I do like me and I, I think I'm a good person. I try to be kind and fair and honest in my life. I've always lived an honest life. I think the only lie I ever lived really was the gambling. But yeah, I, I just, I'm just grateful. Grateful, grateful, grateful. That word every day, I wake up every morning and I am grateful because whether it's a, a, a bad day or a good day, it's a day that I've lived and a day that I've embraced. And you know, life, life is for living. Oh, that's lovely. And, and it is so true, isn't it? Once you get into recovery, things start falling into place for us. And, and we, we find, I mean, you know, you do have serenity now. I, I, I know you do. I, um, I'm a, I talk to you a lot and uh, I, I can see it in you. You know, you have that peace now. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. OK, so we'll talk uh, a little bit more in a moment but I think we'll have your next piece of music which kind of speaks for itself I think it sums you up you know really well Lisa you've chosen Independent Woman um, by Destiny's Child tell us why you've particularly chosen that that track I, I love everyone in the living room but this one I am dedicating to the living room ladies because without you on a Wednesday oh how would I get through the week so yeah, it's for all you lovely ladies out there. Fantastic. With my girl Drew, Cameron D and Destiny, Charlie's Angels, come on. Come on. Uh, uh, uh. 
question. Tell me what you think about me. I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings. Only ring your celly when I'm feeling lonely. When it's all over, please get up and leave. Question, tell me how you feel about this. Try to control me, boy, you get dismissed. Pay my own carnal and I pay my own bills. Always 50-50 in relationships. The shoes on my feet, I So that was Independent Woman by Destiny's Child. You're listening to Recovery Radio Now, brought to you from The Living Room and Ed Veriad. So Lisa, that again was a great song, loved it, showing what a powerful woman you are. So along those kind of notes of, of how far you've come in recovery and, and what changes have been happening in your life, I know you've been, you've, you've talked about how much The Living Room has brought into your life, but I think you now are giving back in a way, you're helping the living room to campaign with the against the sort of gambling companies and and highlighting the you know the um, problems with with gambling and especially women. I think so. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? I I love giving back. I think I get as much out of it giving back as I do receiving it. Especially with the group therapy sessions, if I can attend three a week it's 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 a lot it means a lot to me because there's not a, a not a lot of um adult influence around me obviously apart from my parents so the living room is my extended family i've recently joined uh, the beat the odds campaign mm-hmm. <clears throat> which i feel um very privileged to be a part of i've attended um, only two meetings so far uh, cross party group meetings and all the people in the meetings are so lovely and welcoming. Yeah, I feel as though we can really um, start to make positive changes. So I'm really excited of uh, what the what the future holds uh, as we go into this year with uh, the, the odds. 
that's brilliant that's brilliant and I think um did you have sort of some kind of input about gambling in schools like the <clears throat> use of bingo and things like that I remember you talking about that a while ago yes I did it was uh, I've I've made a small ripple Mm-hmm. So in my son's primary school, uh, on the curriculum, they had uh, something called maths bingo, where children um, had to partake in bingo maths, where numbers were called out, and whoever marked however many numbers off first um, got awarded house points. <clears throat> now, when Yastin heard the word bingo, he he associates bingo with gambling. So, bless him. Sorry, I've got a really dry tickle. Do you, do you want to stop for a minute, Lisa? And we'll, we'll play your next record and we'll come back. Is that okay? I'm yeah, just, no, that's fine. No, no problem at all. So so you go and get yourself a drink. I'll introduce your record and then we'll come back to you. So I'll um, tell so, you quick. I'll tell you quick on. this next record. Um, I absolutely adore the band Bowling for Soup. <clears throat> Me and the children are massive fans of Bowling for Soup. And when we went to see them live, this was the last concert we went to. They sang this next song. Absolutely brilliant. I love this next song. Well, go and introduce it. Go on. Okay, so the next song is Stacey's Mom by Fountains of Wayne. Brilliant. That was Stacey's Mum um, by Fountain of Wayne. A um, bit of a coming of age song there, I think. 
<laughs> for a lot of kids. <laughs> so yeah, Lisa, we were just talking then about you sort of campaigning a lot. I, th- I think yeah, that's great what you're doing. I mean, I really take my hat off to you because I think, especially, you know, when the industry is targeting, you know, younger children and, and that normalization of, of gambling at a very young age is that that's really what you're trying to point out, isn't it? I think. Absolutely. And I think the gambling industry at the moment is taking it just one step too far by normalizing gambling and making it very family orientated. Mm. So making it acceptable that it can be a family thing. And it all goes back to, I mean, my childhood, you know, it was Mm. it was an accepted thing back then, although I didn't realize it was gambling back then. And I think because I've got now got that lived in experience, it gives me that awareness. And if I could help just one person Mm. with my story and my experiences, then I would feel as though I would um, have achieved something. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. So Lisa, we're sort of coming to an end a little bit. I'd I'd just like to ask really, what would Lisa now say to the younger Lisa? Don't be so hard on yourself. You are Mm. worth it. You can do it. Yeah. And just well done. Well, well done for still being here and being present today and making a difference. Oh, you've been a, a real inspiration, Lisa. And you know, it's it's been such fun. We've 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 had a great time doing this and um I do wish it was on video. We were all laughing and dancing and singing along. Thank you so much for coming in, Lisa, today. I would also like to say, you know, recovery, we do work hard at our recovery, don't we? But, you know, recovery is also about having fun. And that's exactly what we've managed to do today. It was great. So thank you very much. Um, I'd like to thank the listeners uh, for joining us as well. I hope you all got as much out of it as uh, I did to thank Greg for keeping it all together and uh, doing his bit. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank um, Adveriad and the Living Rooms. You've been listening to Recovery Radio now. Let's recover together. There'll be another session coming up soon, I'm sure. So just, just keep an eye out for that. And um, we'll end now with your last track, Lisa. It's a bit of a rock anthem again. So do you want to introduce it, Lisa? Go on. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so this is my inner child song. This is reminds me of my 80s youth and I loved a bit of metal. So, yeah, this is Def Leppard, Pour Some Sugar On Me. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye, Lisa. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>